skill is Forge Pursuit. Hey Silver, what's up, baby? How you feeling? What's going on, Jay? Let's get ready to make it hot, baby. You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Welcome in, everyone. You know what it is. You know who it is. It's The Sizzle here on Iron Skillet Radio, Iron Skillet Television. You know who's in the building. I'm G Sizzle. He's Jay Sizzle. And we're in the building to talk about the Chicago Bears versus the Houston Texans. It was a barber. No, it was a rough shot at the. No, it was a rumping at the stumping. Yeah, that was more like it. Yeah, that's like an old movie I had a long time ago. Oh yeah, well you know sometimes that works. Before DVDs. Yes, those were the long play VHS. When you get those tapes where it was like two hours long, you remember they had the three hour long ones. But you know, I digress. Yes. So you know who got off the bus running today? One run. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He can't just poo poo my man for his one run. You cannot just be like, well, it was just one run, and, and I was. You can't do that. You, can't. you, you yeah. get an 80 yards head start, an 80 yard head start, first play out the gate, an 80 yard head start, 80 yards. They spot you 80, and you only mm-hmm. rush for 113 total. Well, you know, sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's like that. So if you didn't know, the Chicago Bears took on the Houston Texans. The six and seven Bears are now and the four and seven Texans. Ooh, it was kind of tight. No, it was never tight. It was this was a terrible game. This was the Deshaun Watson, I wish I had stayed at home game. And you have a Bears team that yeah, they just they came in, they handled business. I have to give it up to my man. Now, Deshaun Watson threw for 219 yards. He was 21 of 30 with one touchdown. But Amazing. the man of the day was Mitchell Trubisky. He was 24 of 33 for 267 yards and three tutties. So he was the man who was putting in work. And to go back to what you were saying, Jay, we have to look at David Montgomery, who was 11. He had 11 carries for 113 yards and one touchdown. He, he was had, he, had, he had 10 carries for 33 yards. That's what he had. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, let's break it down for the people very quickly because <laughs> we've discussed this already. So how is it that you're minimizing the great efforts of the great David Montgomery? All right. First thing, David Montgomery got loose on a very bad Texas defense one time. Mm-hmm. He broke the first play. Now, really good speed. He's faster than what I thought he was. He broke out 80 yards, got down there. Great blocking by Allen Robinson. Paid a man his money, please. And he scored. Fantastic. Now, he had 10 more times to run behind his offensive line and gets a decimated Texans team. And he only got 33 more yards for the rest of the game. So let's put this in perspective. Say that first, that 80-yarder only went for 10 yards or five yards. Say it just got stopped. So that means that would we be saying the same today that, uh, that, that uh, David Montgomery had a great game 
if he had 11 carries for 42 yards? No. No, we No. He got lucky and they broke one. He, he Look, I thought he was going to have 160 yards today. You yeah, know, you he, did mention that. You I mentioned he, it because I, I thought he was going to be great for fantasy. I really did. I thought he had 168 yards. Like, he ran for another 84, 85, something like that, mm-hmm. 86. You know, had hey, all right, that, now you're having a good day. 86 yards on the ground and 10 carries, 8.6 yards per carry. You're having a great day that day. But to come and tell me that you only got 3.3 yards a carry after the big one? Okay. So, I mean. Well, he was your second leading receiver. He had a total combined of 156 yards because he had three catches for 42 yards. I'm not, no saying, anything, I'm not saying anything about him as a running back. I'm not saying anything no. about him as a running back. I think, I think when he came out of Iowa, I liked him. I still like him. The mm-hmm. problem is this offensive line is terrible. And yeah. they played against a team that was just more terrible. Is that a word? More terrible than them. I need to call Charles Barkley about that. Yeah, I think you do because that I don't I don't even know if that's a word. That's terrible. I don't think that's a word, but okay, let's go with it. So you had your leading receiver was Allen Robinson. He he one man he was your man he had nine catches for 123 yards kudos to you for having one touchdown and 123 yards after weeks of suckage you my friend are number one uh look don't blame Allen robinson because you can't get him the football you know he he shows what he can do if you get him the ball in space he showed what he could do okay so he didn't have any space, and he didn't have any space because he didn't have an offensive line that could at least line up long enough to give the quarterback some time behind center. So, Jay, let's talk about it very quickly. With this line from what you saw today, yeah. is this line good enough to bring back next year as as constituted and with some tweaks be able to compete next year as a competent NFL line? Why, why would you want to bring back a constipated line? No, <laughs> <laughs> They've been full of crap all year. So why, why would you? Oh, you said constituted. My bad. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, that was a good one. I was. I did. I walked right into that one. Look, I did. I actually walked right into that one. Look, let, let's get some understanding going. It's not these guys' fault. It's not. Look, it's not Little's fault that he's been able to play ten years in the league because he's an average offensive tackle in the league. He's played mm-hmm. well enough to play left tackle in the league for 10 years or better. Now, that means he is a fantastic athlete. When I say fantastic, he's a fantastic athlete because he is playing in the National Football League. Don't get it twisted. That guy is great. He's just not an all-pro great. That's what the Bears need. The Bears need a couple of guys to go to be all-pros for this offensive line to be what it needs to be to protect Mitchell Trubisky, um, Tom Brady, whoever else you want to put back there. Because any of those guys, Aaron Rodgers, there's some guys out here right now talking about, man, we get a chance to get Aaron Rodgers down here. You're going to get Aaron Rodgers down here, and he will literally get behind his offensive line and turn around and quit and go to, and go walk off in the sunset with Danica Patrick. That's what he'll do. You know? He'll he'll take the one even. he'll take the one chin strap and just snap it down and, and he'll yeah. be gone. And just, but you know, you know he and Danica Patrick aren't together anymore, as far as we know. 
Yeah. Well, I thought it was a chance, but I guess you're saying it's no chance. But that's yeah. okay. Uh, who knows? People, rich people with a lot of money. You never know. They do what they want to do. Yeah, you never know. Right. So let's look at it. Let's look at a time when the Bears in the early 80s, in mid-80s, from 82 to 86, did some tremendous drafting. Jimbo Culver, they did yeah. some. They got some guys on that line that were Hall of Famers. So at this point, I'm going to throw the question to you. If in this draft you have an opportunity to select a quarterback or a, or a all-pro lineman, which do you take, Jay? Well, we don't know if there's going to be an all-pro lineman, but you take a guy who – I mean, because they did have a they did have a can't-miss guy. Remember in their draft some years ago, that was a Stan Thomas or somebody like that who was a can't-miss mm-hmm. guy in the league. I think he had a cup of coffee in the league. But no, so you don't really don't know. But all my all my efforts would be going toward this offensive line. All my efforts, because mm-hmm. a great offensive line helps your defense. If you can, if you got plays where you're eight and nine plays uh, in in a quarter, ten play drives. If you got those drives in, you're taking six to seven minutes off the clock. That saves your defense. You don't need a great defense mm-hmm. now, because they, they don't have to play against that many snaps. When you have guys going one, you know, going three and outs, three and outs, two and outs because you threw an interception, these things kill defenses. And that's what you see here today with the Bears defense. They've been killed. Now, they came back and rallied up today, but they, they weren't playing against anybody. Their team was terrible. Mm-hmm. They had 11 hits on Deshaun Watson. I think he was sacked six times, and he still mm-hmm. threw for well over 200 yards on him. Still had, what is he, 21 out of 30? I think that's what you said. Still yeah, through for a high completion percentage. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. just how good of a quarterback. No one to throw to. Right. But nobody – where was his Where was his wide receivers? All his, wide, his top three wide receivers are out. And DeAndre Hopkins is out there catching passes for another ball club right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the whole thing is, is that Deshaun Watson shows what a really good quarterback can do under duress. Mitchell Trubisky showed you what a guy who has no pressure put on him can do when he's athletic and he can get outside the pocket and throw the football. Did he make some good throws today? Yeah. But any quarterback out there looks good in Pascal. I've seen some, I, I, I've seen some guys who can rip it in Pascal, but you get out there in the yeah. game and them guys are running for their lives. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's great to do it in practice, but you got to do what it counts. We saw Deshaun Watson under duress throw the ball around pretty well, but there was nothing they could do against this Bears uh, defense because this Bears offense was just too high-powered for him, and now you made him have to go drop back and throw. They couldn't pick apart or try to pick apart this Bears defense because they didn't have it, so they had to throw the football. Once the, once mm-hmm. This is the whole thing we've been wanting this whole period of time was for the offense to get a lead, and then the Bears defense could pin their ears back and get after the quarterback. We know they can pass rush. But they didn't. They didn't yeah. have opportunity to do it before. So, I mean, you know, jump up and down, have club dub, do what it did. David Montgomery, give him the game ball, whatever you want to do. But I um, wasn't impressed by this win. Well, you have to be impressed with some of the defensive numbers. Roquan Smith had eight tackles, four assisted tackles, with two sacks. You had Danny Trevathan, who was everywhere, four tackles with assisted tackles, and then you had Mario Edwards come up with two sacks. And mind you, I said Roquan had two sacks. So you're looking at Roquan with two, Mario Edwards with two, Khalil Mack not only got a sack, but he got a safety. And my man, number 96, was back in the middle. You had Akeem Hicks back on the field. 
So this defense, as you said, Jay, when you had a depleted Texas team that didn't run well, that didn't do anything well in this game, you gave the defense an opportunity to pin their ears back and just fire at the quarterback and go after receivers and running backs. But my question is this, and I asked this question to my man, Max, and, and I was talking to Mike, and I talked to Max Cedar earlier, and we were just talking about the game, and I was like, look, Mike, what do you think? What are your thoughts? So I'm going to ask you, Jay, did the Bears do themselves any favor by winning this game and lowering their draft position for next year's draft? Or was it just a good win and we should walk off with that? No, first thing, no, no. I guess give it a no and a no. Okay. Okay, first thing, the Bears, it doesn't really matter right now about the Bears' draft position because mm-hmm. at the best they were going to pick was 14th or 15th or something like that anyway. I believe I'm right about that. So mm-hmm. if you're going to eat your top tier quarterbacks are going to going to be gone before then. So they were going to have to be fishing anyway, trying to find a quarter going to find what was it? And the second part of your question was uh or, was it just a good win and you should take it like that? No, it wasn't a good win. I'm gonna tell you why it wasn't mm-hmm. a good win. Because Mitchell Trubisky has probably paid played his way into another contract because of today. Mm-hmm. Because he's gonna say, mm-hmm. look what I was able to do when I was able to run the offensive scheme that fits me. You know, he was rolling out today. He was hitting those slant pads. Now, Mitchell Trubisky has very good arm talent. Don't get it twisted. He has very good legs. He can run the football. And I think he's a relatively tough guy. I think he'll stick his head in there and play. The The situation is he's just a guy who doesn't do well in, in drop back five-step and seven-step drops and reading defenses. He doesn't do that too well. So when you roll him out and you cut the cut the uh, field off in half, where he's just reading high to low, he's got one read or, or tuck it and run. Mitchell Trubisky's dangerous when he can hit those hard slant patterns, where he can just put his foot in the ground and throw that ball hard into the middle, and uh, in those slants, Mitchell Trubisky can through that. But is he the guy down the line? We've seen three years of this. Now here's the question: Was Matt Nagy just that bad of an offensive coach? Mm. or Mitchell Trubisky just wasn't able to understand what was going on. Because we saw Matt Nagy throw Mitchell Trubisky under the bus saying that he was, he's been in quarterback one-on-one and now he needs to be in, he needs to be in, in, in um, honors quarterbacking right now. You know, it's something like that. I'm paraphrasing that um, for Matt Nagy. So what I'm saying right now is Matt Nagy, the guru, or is he just the boo-boo as an offensive mm. coordinator? Because mm. the problem is right now, was Mitch trash or is Matt Nagy scheme trash? Well, I'll take number two. I think uh, Matt Nagy is a number two, and that is all boo-boo. That is all. I think it's all sharded. It's all boo-boo. It's all hedgehogged. I think it was wow. a terrible – it's been a terrible completion of, of terribleness and disaster. It has been, Jay, a shame, a travesty, and a mockery. It has been a travesty, a mockery. One of your sizzle words for the day. I had, to bring, it back. I had to bring it back. Yeah. I had to throw it back yeah. again. So it was terrible. That's terrible. So look, Jay, before we go, we've got to leave the people with something hot. So tell the people something hot. That gets them invigorated, something that gets them motivated. 
tell the people something good. Look, man, I'm telling you right now. If you are going to sit up here and try to play with some hot sauce you don't know nothing about, don't do it. If you in a Mexican store and you grab mm -hmm. that green hot sauce with your bad self mm -hmm. and you think it's just salsa verde and it's salsa all now, look, let me explain something to you. I made some red beans and rice around the house, and that's what I do when it gets chilly outside. I like a little hot water cornbread. That's right. Jay, what are you eating? And for y'all out there who don't understand, some of y'all in warm climates right now, y'all don't get down with the hot water cornbread and the red beans and rice, but it's a fine staple up here. It's a fine staple up here in the Chicagoland area. Yes. And I found I made, and, and at the end, you know, you got to top it off with some hot sauce. Got to, mm -hmm. right? And I looked up into my pantry here, and all of a sudden, my Louisiana hot sauce bottle was empty. And it's bad when you got an empty Louisiana. You can't get a couple more shakes out of it? Mm -mm. Terrible. Mm -hmm. It's like peanut butter. There's always some more peanut butter in there. You always get one more, just a little bit. But anyway, there was no hot sauce. Yeah. All right. And somehow or another, some way, somehow, somebody mm -hmm. put some hot sauce up in my cupboard that said uh, hot sauce, and it was green, and a little writing at the bottom was in Spanish. No. No. That, that should have been the first sign. Should've no, senor. No, no, no. I uncorked that bad boy. I opened up and it had a little wood. And it had a little wood cork in there, like he was popping a champagne bottle. Right. That the wood was the only thing that wouldn't burn up. And I went to pouring that bad boy, shake, shake, shake. Like the you know, Louisiana hot sauce, you can go like this. You can just be like, mm, look what we're talking for. Yeah, you know, soap over mm -hmm. soul, you know, Mr. Trubisky through you. You can do all that. But this here sauce, I would shake, shake, shake. Uh -huh. And I got me an extra shake because, you know, I ain't no punk on the heat. You know, I can take a little right. heat. So you took some more shakes. Oh, two more. Like I was bad. You know mm. what I'm saying? Y'all don't take know. Take one. Take two. Look, let me tell you something, man. I bit off into them beans. Woo! Sweet Jesus. I was calling on. Look, <laughs> I went back to my old school roots of being a Catholic. I was going to say Christopher, say John, say who? Well, that's just a town in Indiana where I'm at. I was, I was going on Mary, everybody, because I was on fire. I was a man on fire. But I had a whole bowl of red beans and rice. You're not going to toss out a whole bowl of red beans and rice. Man, I started eating that stuff. I just started stripping down. I looked like I was on. I looked like I was on spring break down there in Mazatlan back in the day. <laughs> like I was in the cannot win. play with them. I cannot win with them. Like I cannot was in the win with them. Can't time. do it. No, no. I'm not gonna do it with you. So I'm, not, I'm, just I'm telling you. It. I'm just telling you. You don't want to see me in a wet t-shirt contest. I'm telling you. Do not shake that green hot sauce from Mexico like you know what you're doing because you don't. That was absolutely. That's terrible. It was horrific. It was terrible on so many levels. Can I tell you another it, thing that was terrible? One more thing. Oh, one more thing. Speaking of hot, uh, the Arizona Wildcats took it on the chin from the Arizona State 
I can't even say their name. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Sumlin is out of there. You mm -hmm. should be. I don't know whatever happened to Desert Swarm. Uh, please bring Ricky Hunley there. Please go get Ricky Hunley. He played mm -hmm. in the NFL for he coached in the NFL for five or six or seven years. He's now mm -hmm. coaching uh, in. Co Please go get Ricky Hundley and bring him to U of A so that we are not the laughing stock. Because look, ASU is talking mad crap. And when I was down there, the guys I played with, we went down there to Tempe and, we, and they laid a big goose egg down there. So mm -hmm. uh, we gotta get the bride, bride back at the Arizona Wildcats. It's hard to be a cat when now they're playing like kittens. Well, you know, we have to tell you that black coaches' lives matter. And so we're going to make sure. Well, you get blew out 70 to 70, though. <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. But you know what you also gotta go and do? You've gotta go out and get you a wonderful gift for the holidays. And you know what we have the best gift for the holidays is the sizzle, it's the gift of giving we give to you so that you can give to others. How do you do that? You say, hey, G, I don't know how to give. I'll tell you how you give. You go and you look for us at, at Iron Skillet Sport. Use the little at sign and then Iron Skillet Sport. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Anchor, Spotify. Oh my goodness, we're on iTunes, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Stitcher, we're everywhere. You have to do is find us Give it to someone as a gift. You can say, you know what? Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Hey, Merry Kwanzaa. Happy Boxing Day to you. Whatever it is that you do on this What is Boxing Day? What is Boxing Day? Boxing Day was originally, it was a European thing where that was the day that you get off for to give gifts and you put them in a box. That was your when servants day off, they actually gave gifts. And in giving gifts, it was the day after Christmas, it was the 26th, when everyone who was serving, they were off that day to give to their loved ones and family gifts so in a box. So it was just a day, a holiday made to re-gift the stuff you didn't want. That's what. That's right. basically what it is. Because you know you got that right. thing going, I don't want this lava lamp. I'm going to read on boxing day, I'm going to box this thing up and give it to Joe. And you know, that's the beautiful thing about the sizzle. You can even re-gift it. You can box it up, send it to someone, and all you have to do is share. You hit the like, subscribe, and share button. And then for Boxing Day, now you've given the gift that lasts a lifetime. It's the sizzle here on Iron Skillet Sports and Iron Skillet Radio. And to say that, we must say happy holidays to you. And remember, if you don't give the sizzle, you will get a lump of coal in your Christmas stocking. Wow, wow. Right? You don't want that. That's cold. Nobody wants cold in your stock. It's too no. cold outside. It's, it's terrible. Cold. It's cold outside. Yeah, and it's too cold outside for cold. So let me tell you this. For Jay Sizzle, I'm G Sizzle. We are the Sizzle. The talk of the 219. We are the hottest talk in the 219. And we will see you on the other side. Look, man, I need a place to stay, Jay. Look, let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> Caught me off guard, you know. <laughs> okay, let's try this again, my friend. I was about to say, if all your money's spent and you can't pay the rent... <laughs>
nothing. You don't no call. But if you got an extra change and you need a place to stay, you know, get right around the way. You know what I'm saying? Get on here. Get on over here to die. Thomas over here. Uh, All right. Because I don't know the number, man. You got to say the number. I don't know the number. Need a place to stay? Call Diana Thomas at 219-230-3352. That's Diana Thomas, 219-230-3352. 20 years, man, in the business of written apartments. She must know what she's doing because she got me in mind. Y'all need to give her a call, baby. Hey, if y'all need a place to stay, she's the one to make it happen. That's 219-230-3352. All right, Jay, I got a question for you. Yeah. If I need car towed, I need some work done, where do I need to go? Man, look, I'm going to tell you right now. You need to get over to CNA Auto over there on 93 East Main Street in Chicago Heights, Illinois. Really? You know why? Why? Because they fix everything. They fix your car. They don't break your wallet. You know what I'm saying? They do a good job over there. Mm-hmm. They got car. If you need a car, you can come and buy your car. You can get your whips and roll up out of there. Just roll out? Roll out. Roll out. Just skirt. Skirt. Skirt, skirt. Look, they sell fine cars. They fix them even better. They're open Monday through Fridays, 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Call 708-758-2855. That's 708 708- 2855 a CNA auto repair and towing. Go get you a car. <laughs>